With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Billboard.com Pop Shop Podcast. My name is Keith Caulfield, and I am the co-director of Charts at Billboard, based here in Los Angeles. Joining me on the other line in New York is Billboard's editorial director, Jason Lepschutz. Hello, Jason. What's up, man? How are you? I'm good. It's been a long day, but I'm, I'm ready to talk some pop with you. Woohoo! As always, I'm ready to talk pop with you. Aww. Aww. Because the Billboard Pop Shop Podcast is your one-stop shop for all things pop, on Billboard's weekly charts. In addition, you can always count on a lively discussion about the latest pop news, fun chart stats and stories, new music, and guest interviews with music stars and folks from the world of pop. Today, Keith, on the show, we'll talk about Eminem's blistering takedown of President Trump during the BET Hip Hop Awards, Ed Sheeran's broken arm, and how it may affect his upcoming tour as well as the American Music Awards nominees, uh, which were announced last week, and who we think will be walking away with the top prizes. Plus, we've got chart news. Woo! And, chart and, news! Yeah! And, uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> that was weird. Um, Post Malone earns his first number one on the Billboard Hot 100 with Rockstar featuring 21 Savage. Rapper NF naps his first number one album on the Billboard 200 with Perception. And Pink is heading for a big debut on next week's Billboard 200 chart as she is aiming to score her second number one album. But wait, there's more. Uh, Dea came into the office here in L.A. and talked all about her new single, which is conveniently called New. Uh, she also talked about you know, how she signed up with Interscope Records and uh, working with Stargate and all sorts of fun stuff. So stick around for our chat with Dea later on in the show. Love Dea. She's she's the best. Um, but first, Keith, before we get started, if you enjoy the podcast, subscribe to the show on iTunes so you never, ever, ever, ever miss an episode. Give us a rating or review while you're at it. And if you want to explore more podcasts from Billboard, visit iTunes.com slash Billboard Podcasts. That's plural. Keith, let's hit some of the biggest headlines on Billboard.com. So this 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 headline, uh, you know, what's funny is we have a couple things from last week, but people are still talking about them. Eminem delivered a furious freestyle against President Trump in a video that aired during last week's BET Hip Hop Awards and almost immediately went viral. In the clip, M accuses the president of racism, misogyny, and divisiveness, and name checks Colin Kaepernick, who tweeted out the video. That was pretty cool to see. If you haven't watched it yet, where have you been? Or did, how have you not seen it yet if you haven't seen it? 
in other Eminem news, he has reportedly finished his new album. Which so. should come out, like, next month, according to rumors. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it, we were talking about it at the office. Nothing's confirmed. Nothing's announced. It would certainly make sense, though. You have uh, Sam Smith coming next month. You have Taylor Swift. and But but you have a couple of those prime holiday, like, Black Friday uh, release dates kind of wide open. You never know. Maybe, maybe Eminem. Is uh is you know finishing up and and there, looking at those dates. There's no way Eminem dropped into a uh, nationally televised award show just to show up and not promote something. So I mean, come on. There's clearly got to be an album that's on that's waiting in the wings. And uh, it's too bad this wasn't a proper single. It probably would have made a big chart debut this week, but um, yeah. unfortunately, it didn't chart. But uh, Eminem is back. Guess who's back? Back again. What else is going on, Jason? Uh, Ed Sheeran, uh, poor Ed Sheeran. He report re- he reportedly broke his right I, arm. He definitely had a, a. I think we can say he definitely re- broke his arm. Well, he I don't know. A is it actually himself. broken? That's the thing. Is that he he hurt oh, his he, right oh, arm? I don't I, know, I I don't know if he broke it, but it looks like he broke it after being involved in a bicycle accident on Monday morning. And while Ed will be okay, it's, you know, it's just an arm. It's okay. His divide tour may not. Uh, Sheeran is scheduled to resume his Divide Tour in Asia on October 22nd, but because of the biking snafu, he may have to postpone a few dates. Fortunately, he should be all healed when he returns to North America in 2018 for his stadium tour, which is actually his first headlining stadium tour. And, uh, you know, Keith, it's it's interesting that, uh, um, you know, obviously get well soon, Ed, but the the fact that he's touring stadiums now um is is it's pretty ridiculous. remarkable yeah i yeah. mean if you think about it beyonce's first stadium tour was just on this last formation tour she was playing arenas before that um you know taylor swift uh kind of the same thing with 1989 you have someone like bruno mars who who's still playing arenas although he's he's doing multiple nights at arenas so the fact that ed sheeran already playing stadiums pretty cool I wonder, I mean, who else plays stadiums with any sort of regularity? Like, well, I mean, as I just sort of like, you know, ask you a question that you have yeah, no preparation fair. for. You know, it, a lot of the a lot of the kind of classic rock bands, uh, I saw Coldplay at a stadium this summer. True. Um, true. U2 you, you obviously you was too. playing stadiums. Um, Bruce Springsteen. But yeah, in terms of pop, uh, Taylor Swift, Beyonce now, uh, One Direction did when they were uh, together. Yeah. Um, and uh yeah so there, it's it's a pretty rarefied area yeah i mean but ed sheeran is an incredibly huge superstar at the moment incredibly huge uh so the nominees for the 2017 american music awards were announced last week and the artists of the year nominees are ed sheeran speaking of which kendrick lamar drake the chain smokers and bruno mars no female art- artist sadly though Julia Michaels is up for New Artist of the Year alongside Niall Horan, James Arthur, Post Malone, and Ray Sremmerd, who I don't think is a new artist, but you know what? I'm not going to quibble. Uh, the fan-voted awards will be handed out on November 19th. No, Now, um, again, fan-voted American Music Awards. Keith, Artist yeah. of the Year, again, I'll, I'll read them again. Ed Sheeran, Kendrick Lamar, Drake, The Chainsmokers, Bruno Mars. Who do you think, uh, who do you think takes the cake? Just whoever has the biggest fan base um, that is most aggressive with their voting. Um, also, I want to point out how you noted no female artists. Um, and Halsey called that out, as did a lot of people on the Internet, um, saying, oh, my God, what's this, like, dude party in the artist, you know, top new artist, or top artist category? Um, 
fine print is that these awards categories and the nominations are based upon chart performance yeah. on the Billboard charts. Um, ultimately, the winners are determined by a popular vote, but the nominees are determined by like performance on the Billboard charts. So um, despite the fact that there have been a number of female artists that have had number one albums in the past year, including you know Lady Gaga and uh, I don't lots of other people, Katy Perry, um, <laughs> you know so many women, um, they haven't had consistent, sustained success, success in you know the top of the Hot 100 and the top of the Billboard 200 and you know what what have you, and and we've noted this like there was a time where the top ten of the Hot 100 was just like short on any women. Yeah. Um, now lately we've had Taylor Swift and Cardi B um, come back, but for a while, like unless you were like Rihanna featured on a track, like there was like no ladies in the top 10 basically. So yeah, it's weird, but I think it's also speaking to what music is in the past year. And it's been overwhelmingly dude driven in terms of the most commercially successful popular stuff. Now to answer your question, who do I think will actually win this category? <laughs> yep. um, I would imagine like Ed Sheeran probably will, just because all the Cheerios will probably vote for him in force. That's just my guess. I, I wouldn't underestimate Drake, man. I would not do that. We'll be watching it over here at Billboard, the American Music Awards, again on November nineteenth. That is we'll the probably uh, be at the show. Yeah, we'll be at the show. You'll, I mean, you'll definitely be at the show. Probably, at the show. I don't know. I come usually on, am. come on, you can come out for it, Jason. Well, you know what? I'll be in. I'll be in L.A. Uh, the week before, so maybe. We can hang out. We can we can do the podcast live together. Oh, oh boy, uh, Keith, we got to move for on. The chart then. Chat. Let's do yeah. it. Um, well, let's run the Billboard chart numbers and do the chart chat. Here are three of the biggest headlines on the charts. Number one on the Hot 100: Post Malone's Rockstar featuring Twenty One Savage grants both of the rappers their first number ones. Number two over on the Billboard 200 Albums chart: Rapper NF nabs his first number one with Perception. And number three, Pink is heading for number one next week on the Billboard 200 with her new album, Beautiful Trauma. Let's break down each of these individually. First up, Post Malone hits number one on the Hot 100 with Rockstar featuring 21 Savage. The song, which rises two to one, edges out Cardi B's Bodak Yellow by a small margin, pushing uh, Bodak Yellow down to number two after a three-week run at number one. Whenever I say three-week, it comes out as like three-week. A three-week run at number one. Um, this is Baba Walter. Rockstar is powered mostly by streams. It's the number one uh, song on the streaming songs chart. But it's finally catching on at radio, finally, as it debuts at number 38 on the radio songs chart. Again, it's another example of how a song can be number one on the Hot 100, powered strongly by streams and good sales, but not a whole heck of a lot of mainstream radio airplay. The power of streams. Yeah, and, uh, and you know, and, and Keith, it, it is pretty surprising to me that this song has done so well. And, and it's honestly nothing against the song. But I, I, I remember when it debuted at number two. Hmm. And it, you know, that's just, it's such a hard thing to do without like a, a really like an A-list star as part of a song. Um, but, you know. Uh, the power Post of Post Malone. Yeah, it's I mean, just, Post is, a, is having a, an unbelievable year. It's, it's, it's almost underrated. Yeah, um, well, speaking of Post Malone, um, uh, this song, Rockstar, isn't actually on Post Malone's current album, which is called Stoney, um, but uh, 
and it's expected that this song will be on his next album, which I think has been in the works for like months and months now. So who knows when this album is going to come out? I would assume soonish, but who knows? Um, uh, in the meantime, um, Post Malone has just been in general so popular um, in the past. Well, pretty much like the past year, his album Stony um, has been in the top 25 of the Billboard 200 for the past 44 straight weeks, basically ever since it debuted. Um, back at number six, 44 weeks ago. Um, this week, it finally hits the top five for the first time. Aww. It hits a new peak. It rises six to four. So another thing I wanted to say about uh, Post Malone and Rockstar, uh, this is interesting. Rockstar is the fourth number one song in a row on the Hot 100 that is not currently available on the respective artist's album. Oh, So Rockstar is not on an album yet. Um, it follows Bodak Yellow, which is not on an album yet. Taylor Swift's Look What You Made Me Do, which we know will be on her Reputation album, but that's not out yet. And then, of course, the 17-month reign of Luis Fonsi and Daddy Yankee's Despacito. I know it wasn't 17 months, but, you know, it seemed like it. Um, Despacito still is not on an album yet. Um, so basically, like, for the past five months, the most popular song in the country has not been available on an album. Which is kind of crazy. If you think yeah, about that it. is pretty crazy. And, and obviously, you know, something like a Taylor Swift, it's it's the lead single for an album that's about to drop. But yeah, in terms of Post Malone doesn't have an album date. Uh, Cardi B does not as well. Despacito, who knows what album, if any, that will appear on ever. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's pretty crazy. I think I still maintain it's a missed opportunity for Despacito. I feel like when when Despacito was so huge for like its first few weeks, there was ample time for Luis Fonsi's label to put together a greatest hits album and tack Despacito onto it and say, you know what? For all you millions of people that are just getting to learn who Luis Fonsi and Daddy Yankee are thanks to this huge hit single, here's greatest hits record to get you familiar with this entire catalog of many, many hits that maybe you haven't heard of yet because you only know him for Despacito. And that album would have charted incredibly high on the Billboard Mm -hmm. 200. And yet, they didn't, which is weird. But, you know, whatever. What Um, can you do? Anyway, over on the Billboard 200 Albums chart, rapper NF debuts at number one with Perception, his first chart-topping set. It's his third full-length studio album. Um, It was released on October 6th, and it starts with 55,000 equivalent album units earned in the week ending October 12th, according to Nielsen Music. I know that some 38,000 were in traditional album sales, which is the rapper's best sales week yet. Now, here's the interesting thing. Um... 55,000 is actually the smallest uh, number for a number one debuting album in 2017. So uh, clearly NF, who I think most people are probably not terribly familiar with, uh, picked the right week to release his album because it was a very soft week. There was little competition. And he, with his dedicated fan base, was able to eke out a number one. Had this album come out pretty much in any other week this year it would not have been number one so uh this is the right time right place sort of deal for someone um and it worked out for him so congratulations to nf on his first yeah pre- number one album. pretty pretty surprising and, and congrats i mean you know obviously not like a household name but uh you know i've talked to nf's team this week they're they're extremely excited so congrats that's very cool um yeah so um also something interesting to point out here um, as I said, this was the smallest uh, unit total for a number one debuting album. 
Um, it's the fifth smallest unit total for a number one overall since the chart began ranking titles by consumption units back in late 2014. Um, and NF is just the second act in 2017 to reach number one without ever having charted a song on the Hot 100 chart. Um, the other act was brand new oh. with science fiction earlier this year, which again, brand new is an, is an act that you're just like, who wait, they're at number one. What? Like who, who? huh? What? No, no disrespect to brand new and NF, but <laughs> I would imagine both NF and brand new were probably just like, we're number one. That's whoa. Like, huh? Like I'm sure they're probably like surprised and amazed too. And they should be. And anyway, anyway, um, not to, uh, not to, what am I saying here, Jason? Um, I, I think, think I'm moving on. I think you're moving on, man. Let's Thanks. go. I feel, I feel like I'm just stumbling over my own script. We got to talk about Pink. That's right. According to industry forecasters, Pink's new album, Beautiful Trauma, should easily debut at number one on next week's Billboard 200 chart, and it will score the biggest week of the year for a woman. Sources say the album should earn over 300 thousand wow. equivalent album units in the weekending um the weekending october 12th um other albums not 12th i meant the 19th i'm falling apart jason um other albums aiming for high debuts on the chart include beck's colors and gucci Mane's mr davis uh, people may be wondering how can pink's album be so huge how well how keith she does have one of those fancy ticket bundle things ah. but that's not all the sales like okay. you know she's actually still selling well at traditional retail and you know at target and and walmart and itunes so um but she does have a ticket bundle which is certainly helping things but that's not like you know the whole shebang but it's a pretty impressive number and it looks like it could be like the biggest number for a woman since like beyonce's lemonade maybe like it's just that big wow so, lots of chart news this week Anything um, you want to add to any of those things that I just rambled about? No, man. I mean, Pink's career just uh, continues to chug along, and and uh, you know, people people keep waiting for her to fall off, and she she simply does not. What about us? No, she uh, just she done... just floats through the air and glides and flies. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. And, um, I really like What About Us. I, I like I like the album. I, I don't I don't love the album. I'm still kind of digging into it, and it took me a while to to warm up to the Truth About Love, her last album. Uh, I feel like beautiful trauma might might do the same. So, but I, I do like what about us? Well, now it is time for our interview with Dea. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Dea, in fact, uh, I she I, I think this was not actually in the interview, but uh, we were talking about you, and she's like, "Wait, I've I've talked to Jason before." I'm like, "Yes, you have." And evidently, it was when you had left Billboard it's and true. you were at some other publication. It's true. And you had interviewed her there <laughs> at, at Fuse. The, it's the, true. The place that you were at before you came back to Billboard. Yeah. Well, what's what's funny is that um, I remember I, I just happened to be friends with with someone who was who was working with her at the time, who's no longer working with her. It was like, ah, oh, check out check out this song "Hideaway" from from this girl that I just started working with, and really liked this song. And I was actually, I think her, I I, I might be wrong in this, but I think I was like her very first interview. Whoa! Um, yeah, so uh, that's pretty cool. The actually uh, very quickly the so a couple months after that, um, don't let me down. Down with the chain smoker started blowing up. Um, Daya started taking off, and and she actually came into the office uh, with her mom, and her mom came up to me and was like, 
I just want to let you know, like, we'll never forget. I was like, don't thank me. Thank Daya for making awesome pop music. So yeah, shout out to Daya's mom. Yeah, seriously. Um, well, in our interview, uh, we talk about how she has a brand new single titled New. Uh, the track comes after a very busy two years for Daya, who has notched a trio of top 40 hits on the Billboard Hot 100 and won a Grammy Award, not too shabby. Uh, in our chat, we discuss her new single and video, moving from a small indie label to Interscope Records, working with the production team Stargate on the new single, and much more. So, here's our chat with Dana. Welcome back to the Billboard Pop Shop Podcast, Daya. Hey. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I am super swell. Thank you for coming in. I know you're a little bit under the weather right now. Yeah, I just, like, I'm, like, sucking on a cough drop and, like, just burnt my tongue on some hot tea, but... (laughs) Clearly, we gave you the tea. It's too hot. Please don't sue us. I'm so sorry. (laughs) It's Um, okay. Well, thank you for doing this. Um, It's been a crazy, like, two years for you. Um, In the past two years, you've had three top 40 hits on the Billboard Hot 100. Um, You've won a Grammy Award. Um, And... Uh, including your collaboration with the Chainsmokers, you have sold more than 4 million downloads and had 1.5 billion streams in the U.S. So you've done pretty cool, pretty well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, um, and all that before you even turned 19, because you're about to turn 19, right? I am, yeah, the end of this month. Happy early birthday. Thank you. Um, what has been kind of like the biggest change for you in the past like because I mean really you kind of got started obviously more than two years ago because two years ago is when you started to break through but yeah you were building towards that yeah for a while but in the past two years has like something changed for you where you feel like your life is really totally different from two years ago um well I feel like this part the past like six months or so have really like shaped um this next like era of my career and I think a lot of that has to do with um the Grammy win which was like <laughs> kind of amazing and then um (laughs) to say the least least, um it yeah it was a lot and uh it helped me you know like put new standards um for my new music uh and so and plus that plus like signing with a major label it just all these things have kind of come together in the past six months that have really like shaped this next part of my career and um and I feel like the the main the main part of that um, or the main thing that came from that is just that I have a lot more creative freedom and um, and I'm willing to, you know, use that to work with Interscope as more of a partnership than them, like, deciding things for me and right. them being a major label and just, like... Here, um, wear this. Yeah, here, like, just right. treating me like a doll. So I think it's it's just, like, it's been a huge improvement in that area. And you went from, you went from a, a little, like, indie, like, small operation on Art Beats to Interscope. Yeah. Um, and it was like a really sort of small self-contained operation. Yeah. With like you and your mom and like a few other people. Yeah. Basically just like working the indie promo circuit. <laughs> yeah. Which is super, I mean. It's hard. Super hard and super unusual for anyone to have that kind of success. Yeah. From like just a handful of people, which I think speaks to the quality and the success of the actual music itself. Because it's hard for anyone to break through, and you broke through the noise. Yeah. Um, with Hideaway, obviously. Yeah, and, and yeah, all, yeah, yeah. But it's it's just incredible what's happened, um, and and also that Interscope believes in you. Yeah, I th- no, yeah. I think that that's this is a really cool thing because um, you know I would never take those two years back of being independent and going to 
shows every day than just wearing the same clothes for every show that week or whatever it was. Like I think it's very economical. It's yeah. it was very it's it's very good. <laughs> you know, it, um, I was saving <laughs> saving a lot of money, saving. A lot, but I I think it was it was um it was hard. It was getting to be the point where it's just like I needed to to do something else. I needed to grow a little bit as an artist and. I think that my music was there and all the fans were there and um, and everyone was just, you know, everyone was excited about it, everything, but it's just kind of like taking that to the next level. Right. Um, and so in that area, I feel like it was necessary for me to go to Interscope. Well, in the new era of, of Dea, a new era of Dea, a new day, new a new Dea has dawned. <laughs> oh, There's so many puns. There's so, just so many. You so just can't avoid them. terrible, terrible puns. <laughs> um, well, you just dropped your new single, New. Yes. Uh, which came out, we're recording this like less than a week after the song came out. Yeah. The song and the video came out at the same time, I yeah. think, right? Yeah, they yeah. did. Um, that. How are you feeling right now, now that people are listening to the new music? Um, I'm like overwhelmed with the amount of like positivity that's come from it. I mean, I just feel like everyone's just embracing this new um this new sound and um kind of a new me but it's it's really just exciting because my old fans are right there with me and um and I know I was a little hesitant I was like oh I don't know like if they'll like love this new stuff or if they'll like come along for the ride but they're they're like more than willing to and they've been the most supportive of me since the start so I think it's just exciting to see like them come along with me plus all these new fans that I'm I'm gaining from um this new song and I'm just excited to see where it goes what was it about this song um that stood out for you that you, you were like, okay, this is the song that I want people to hear first from, because I'm assuming there's obviously more songs that you've done yeah. that we haven't heard, but why was it this track that you wanted to put out first? Uh, I think this track for a couple of reasons. I think one, I think it was the most like um, strikingly like emotional from the start uh, right off the bat. And I think that that is just a very, it's a very big contrast from the stuff that I put out in the past. And um, and I think that was the most, uh, you know, vulnerable one in the lyrics, and it's it's the most like emotionally exciting throughout the drop and throughout the music. So I think that um, it was just a good record to put out to show that I have grown emotionally in the past couple of months, in the past couple of years, mm-hmm. and I just wanted to put that out and and have fans be with, just connect with it on connect with me on it and, and realize that. Um, and so that just felt like kind of organic to me, and and I just I wrote a lot on this song, and I think that that also says a lot. Um, for the past couple of albums, I haven't, or the past couple of releases, I so haven't. So many albums. You've so got. many albums. You know, I'm on my tenth or whatever. Um, <laughs> no, uh, you've had the past one couple of releases. Album, it's all right. <laughs> um, <laughs> I haven't. I haven't really on my past singles written a lot. So I think that this one. You know, I wrote the majority of, and I, and that just represents a lot of like self growth for me yeah. and respecting my ideas and respecting um, <clears throat> who I am as a songwriter. And I've always been a songwriter, but I think I've just grown a lot of uh, confidence in myself this past the past couple of months. Are you more of a lyricist, or are you more of like I'm, the whole shebang? I'm actually I love doing melodies first. I love because I've been playing the piano since I was three, and I've been just doing music my whole life. Uh-huh. So it just it's very natural to me, and it's just like melodies come to me so much easier. Um, and then I feel like once we get the feel of the track, it doesn't make sense to like it doesn't make sense to go in and like force a lyric to a track. You know, it, right. it makes sense for us to find everything and then um, kind of be like, okay, what does this song make me feel, and how can I relate to that to my how can I relate that to my life? Um, you worked on the song with Stargate. Uh, Stargate uh, was, one, was one of the 
producers behind the track. Yeah. Um, how did they get involved? Was that like Interscope connecting the dots and like putting you with them, or was it a more organic thing? Like, oh, I met them at a party somewhere. <laughs> it was not that, but <laughs> that, I probably that, that would. Happen. I probably I mean, would. Mikel and Tor get down. <laughs> um, but I think that Interscope just they they kind of like threw me into a bunch of these like speed dating situations. Oh yeah, which it was just like a bunch of different songwriters and producers every single day. And um, totally not stressful at all. Totally not stressful. Totally, <laughs> totally fine. I didn't have to say the same, like, didn't have to explain my story every single day over and over again. Um, but no, it was fine. It was actually, it was actually great because I had worked with the same group of people up until that point. Right. So it was nice to like kind of branch out and see like who else is in the, um, you know, who else. There's so many talented people out there. Like, yeah. there's just so many, and I'm still meeting new people, and I'm still working with new people to this day. So, um, so Stargate was, they were just amazing from the start, and they really respected my ideas, which I appreciate. And, you know, um, I don't always see that going in with new people. They just assume I'm just like this young girl who hey, just doesn't. You may not have any ideas. Yeah, who I, I, I don't have which any is ideas. Stupid, which is totally Which is lame. really dumb, and <laughs> it's just, it's not how I would like to be treated, and I would, and, and so I've kind of I've put more pressure on myself to just be like just force myself in these situations and just like you know work work even twice as hard as someone who maybe would be respected right off the bat just to be like hey I am a writer like I have these ideas like I should be right. you know respected as someone who's you know anyone anyone else who's in this session right now I mean we we've um talked to people like young younger people on this podcast and they have those stories where and i brought this up before so listeners are probably like oh my god is this story again um but there was a young singer songwriter um who came in and was talking about how they were put into a session with a producer and the producer you know they were talking and the young singer songwriter said oh well here's what i was thinking you know in terms of what they could do for the song and yeah the producer was just like yeah well what about this instead and the that art, always happens. The artist is just like, no, no, this is my life. It's crazy how much that happens. It's like terrible. It's it's really like they try to make it really subtle and just be like, oh, that's great. That's great. But what and about just, if we try what this? About this? And you're like, <laughs> no. <laughs> they just like redirect it and try to, you know, they don't try to like outwardly disrespect you and be like, that's a terrible idea. But then they like, at the same time, it's like subtly they're just like trying to move on to their idea right. instead. So I've had that happen so many times, and I just have to like. I just, honestly, I have to work twice as hard as, as I would for, you know, if I was, I don't know, if I was just, like, if I were going into it as, like, a highly respected, like, industry songwriter who's been in the business for, like, 10 years, right. I just, it's it's hard for me, but it's, at the same time, it's my life, so I get to talk about what I want to, and I get to write what I want to write about, like, it's it's not, like, it's there it's not like right. this it's calculated thing. And it's that's like clearly not what happened with the Stargate track with the new with new. No, this was a collaboration. A real no, yeah, they yeah. they are really respectful, and they um, they actually just like <laughs> at one point because I spent like a week with them, and they were like towards the end of the week, they were just like let's just put Day in the booth, let's just like put her in the booth, see what he, she comes up with. Um, and so I just I actually came up with all the melodies for new, um, and then it just kind of spiraled from there. But they've been super supportive of me from the start. I love them. Um, also on the track, uh, Leland, Brett McLaughlin, um, co-wrote the track with yeah. you. Um, and he co-wrote Hideaway. Um, so it's nice to have this sort of reunion of the two of you. And I know, I think he's worked on other material with you, possibly. Um, yeah. Just because he's been on the show 
previously. Yeah. And he says, oh, I'm working with Day again. Yeah. I can't talk about it at all. <laughs> um, what was it? Why did you want to work with him again on the track and, and sort of get back together with him? Yeah, I think he's so talented and he's just such a good energy to have in the room. And it's so nice to have someone from my past who understands me, who knows me and who I'm friends with. Um, you know, instead of all these people that are strangers and I'm just like meeting right. up for the first time, the first nice that day. Let me tell you all about my diary. Yeah, exactly. Let me tell you everything about my life right now. So it's nice to have him um, to be there and just know these things about me already and we just can dive right in. Um, the video came out as well, as we mentioned earlier. Um, the video, it, it's very um, it's very striking. It's very <laughs> cinematic. Yeah. Um, it's very there's lots of interpretive dance happening, yeah. which is really cool actually. Because if you watch it, it, go watch the video if you're listening. Yeah, go um, watch it. You you get the idea of what's happening as it sort of intercuts between sort of the sort of the past and the present. Mm-hmm. Um, at one point, you're dancing in a phone booth. Yeah, I'm assuming this had to have been like the first time very you've ever ever been Absolutely. in a phone booth. Yeah. I'm like, because you're like, what is this thing? I'm like, what? No. I kept calling it a photo booth. This is like not no. a joke. I kept being like, should I go back in the photo booth now? And they're like, yeah, do the photo booth. They're like, this is not some like, this is not some Hollywood party right now. This is, <laughs> this is what people used to use to communicate. And I'm like, what is this? A million years ago, we used to use these to communicate with one another. Yeah. We would put coins inside the machine. <laughs> Um, actually, you don't see them very often. That's why when I you saw don't. them, I'm like, oh my god, there's a phone booth. I right know, here. I know. That's kind of cool. And I, I kind of wanted to use like old um, seeming things just to, I don't, With the just old to car mix, stuff, yeah, just yeah. to kind of mix the past and present, or just to juxtapose those two things a little bit more, um, you know, like definingly. Right. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, I love the video so much, and I think every part of it just made a lot of sense to me. I. I worked really closely with the director Tobias, and um, and I wanted it to have those elements of like location triggers, like the couch and the phone booth, um, you know, uh, to kind of just bring out this like mad person in right. me. Um, and I also I really admire Francis in the Lights. I love his um, his videos online. Like I always always watch them, and I think he's such a talented artist and director and. Um, choreographer and I love that a lot of his movements are very like human like they're very like kind of jarring almost Mm -hmm. and I I wanted to bring like elements of that into the choreography for um, my video Mm -hmm. and kind of have these like this couch like that I used to you know like be with my ex-boyfriend on it just have this like um, just bring out this like emotional like freak out in me Mm -hmm. um, in present day when I see it it works yeah Um, I think, isn't this also, like, the first time you've had, like, a romantic, like, lead in a video? Like, I'm like, yeah. I rewatched all your other videos. I'm like, I don't think she's <laughs> actually kissed a guy in her other videos. I'm like, this is, like, very adult Was it awkward <laughs> Very or mature. Very, um, no, I don't think so. I don't know. It just felt, it, like, felt natural to me. It was, okay, it was Did awkward for the first before? one. Yeah, I got to pick, pick I got to look through a couple of options. Okay. Um, <laughs> there's, there's a couple options I get to sit through. <laughs> I won't ever reveal the other guys. They're all the runner-ups. <laughs> so they, they won't feel they, bad. They would have been wonderful, but <laughs> sorry, sorry, fellas. Um, no, I picked him, and then I think that, like, at first it was weird, because I was just like, is this like it just it's so weird to have this like I've never acted I've never done anything like that so it's just it's kind of strange to have this like be um him be representative of someone else and then like me you know having to act like he's like my present day boyfriend it's just it's just a strange thing I don't know it's it's just I can't put words around it but 
but it's it's acting i guess um but <laughs> but it, it felt very natural towards the end actually <laughs> and um yeah we got along and it was great and um and it felt it felt good because i hadn't had a video that was really like that dove into my emotions like that mm-hmm. um the, a lot of the other ones just kind of like floated around them and they were like parties blah blah, blah but it was right. this one was kind of like more personal so um i just love that about this video so much happening so much new stuff um i could talk to you forever but i can't because i have to actually like you know release it back <laughs> into the wild um but i'm assuming that more music hopefully is coming you know down the road you know we don't yeah. know when but obviously the is the anticipation like there could be a, a larger body of work at some point down the road yes okay. you, don't um, to, you don't have to give me any dates yeah times, i don't have any anything. details yet anyways we're, we're i don't even know times. myself so but Good. yes just, there's just something coming that you're like i don't know we i don't know. know turns don't out know. tomorrow there's wink, a whole wink. album that drops <laughs> i have no idea what you're talking about um well everyone check out uh day as new single new new single new of the way that just works out doesn't it yeah new single it's a new day new day new, new everything Every, never didn't plan it at all um thank you so much thank you Thank you again to the lovely Dea for stopping by the office here in LA and sitting down with me to chat. Um, make sure to check out her new single and video for new. And uh, yeah, check out all things Dea. You know, it was funny in the conversation, as you know, folks listening just heard, um, we said something that, you know, Jason kind of just sort of echoed before we got into the interview where, you know, Dea's mom came up to him and said, you know, thank you for, you know, you know, just, you know, supporting us. And Jason was like, thank you for making the music. And, you know, I said in the interview, like how, you know, when she was on the, on the, on her indie label art beats, um, she was able to, with a very small team, like cut through all the static and be able to actually get a hit with hideaway. Yeah. And that's just super unusual when you have like independent promotion and you're working radio and you're just trying to get it out there. And I, I told her, as you guys heard, like it really speaks to, you and the song and how it impacted people and and the cool thing was like she co-wrote that song you know it's it's like her words it's you know it's so you know i think it's really cool that you know we're seeing the success of her and how she's you know she's grown up she's getting bigger lots Aww. of things happening for Little Daya. is all grown up it's a new day for Daya. the puns that i wah, used wah, in the interview wah. so i know she yeah anyway all right so let's move on now it is time for the chart stat of the week Hey Jason, you know uh, who I really like? <laughs> I'm I'm shocked that you picked this for the chart stat, but well, but... Tw- 25 years ago, this week, Madonna debuted on the Hot 100 with Erotica, <laughs> the title track and lead single from her album of the same name. The single bowed on the October 17th, 1992 dated chart at number 13 and peaked at number three a week later. The song, along with its parent album, received a ton of backlash for its suggestive themes and adult content, all of which was complemented by the release of Madonna's adults-only coffee table photography book, Sex, and her racy and poorly reviewed film, Body of Evidence. Still, the erotica album, which hit number two on the Billboard 200, generated four Hot 100 hits. The title track, Deeper and Deeper, which hit number 7, Bad Girl, which reached number 36, and Rain, which peaked at number 14. So, there you have it. 25 years ago, Madonna debuted on the Hot 100 with Erotica. 
You're just laughing over there. Oh, where would you rank Erotica in like if you were to rank Madonna albums, where would you rank Erotica? It's actually um it actually is a really good album. Um it's I think at the time it was just like caught up in like uh, just the sex book and you know, oh, Madonna's pushing buttons and she's taking her clothes off. And, you know, it's just, yeah. it was so, like, no one could really listen to it for the music. I think if you listen to it now, it's, like, just a very, very good album. Um, I think that's a lot, I think that works with a lot of artists sometimes. Like, you know, in the moment, like, it's just, you're, everyone is distracted by all sorts of other stuff and people don't really get to listen to it for the music. You know what, I think it, you know what albums like that, that you describing it kind of reminds me of? Is this a is, is this a joke or is this real? This is real, actually. Okay, All I right. would say I would say people kind of regard Britney's blackout like that. Oh, it totally is. Like there was such a you know commotion going on around Britney personally when that album came out, um, but now it's now it's like regarded. I mean, it's 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 an incredible album. It's a very I think I think it's a great album, and I think you know that's what happens when there's so much stuff to distract people. From the music, um, sometimes it's just really hard to appreciate the music for what it is. And then I think, you know, on the extreme case, you know, we sometimes get, you know, now we have like artists like Beyonce who just say, well, here's the album. I'm not going to distract you with anything. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not going to, I'm not going to do any interviews. I'm just going to give you a, a I'm going to give you an, a visual album and you get to listen to it and goodbye. <laughs> yeah. See you later. Um, yeah. Well, anyway, um, any parting words, Jason? Um, we have reached the end of the words. show. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Uh, I'm really happy the NBA is back. There's there's going to be basketball this week, so that's cool. Let, can yeah. we go? Can we go, go out Sixers. on um on the Sixers uh, theme song? No, we can't. <laughs> or whatever, whatever. No, some was... basketball thing. No. <laughs> this has to be something that we both agree on. Um. Okay. Shaquille O'Neal, is that what you're going to suggest? Some... <laughs> oh, can we listen to That's How I Beat Shaq by Aaron Carter? Oh, uh, no. Really? I think really? we're going, I think, oh, wow, the people are demanding that we go out on That's How I Beat Shaq by Aaron Carter. Okay, see you guys next time. Bye. I put it in a hoop like slam. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.